Hello Groovers, welcome to Late Night Sunshine with Liquid Sunshine, that's me. Yes, you're listening to Liquid Sunshine with me, Martin Flot on 2XXFM, the people-powered radio station in Canberra. And as always, we've got a super-duper show tonight, and we actually have two super-duper guests, yes. But first, let's start with some wild jazz. This is Minor Apprehension by Jackie McLean. Thank you. 
That was a, a very nice wild start to the show there. Jackie McLean with uh, Minor Apprehension comes from the uh, album New Soil. Uh, it absolutely wild, wild uh, song. Now, I've got two guests in, the, in uh, the studio with me. Remember, last year for International Jazz Day, I uh, interviewed the wonderful uh, Miroslav Bukowski, who was full of stories. And um, one of the reasons I uh, I interviewed him, because, well, he's, he's just a general legend, but he also um, started the band Wanderlust. Um, well, Miros is back with us. Hello, Miros. Hello. Hello, yeah. Martin. <laughs> and uh, together with uh, Miros is John Mackey. Um, hello, John. Hi, Martin. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for coming on to uh, uh, Late Night Sunshine with Liquid Sunshine. Thank you for having us. Yes. <laughs> and we're talking to you tonight. Uh, we're going to specifically uh, be talking about Wanderlust. Um, what's so special about Wanderlust? Well, you know, next week, what's happening? Well, Wanderlust is thir 30 years old. And we're celebrating the anniversary with a with a gig, concert at uh, at the street theater. Yeah. On Sunday, the thirteenth, at four o'clock oh, in the afternoon. Wonderful, wonderful! A gig not to be missed. Um, yep. So, thirty year anniversary of of Wanderlust. Uh, so, it started in ninety two, and I believe the first album uh, Wanderlust uh, immediately won an Aria. Is that correct? Well, we had to, you know, immediately, it took about a year. Right, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I said immediately, yeah, the first album. <laughs> um, so, you know, you got off to a really, really remarkable start. Yes, Yeah. downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say uh, downhill because it's it's been um, it's a very exciting band, and it is mm. um, um, well a little bit wild as well, experimental. Um, uh, how times. would you? Yeah. How would you describe Wanderlust? Uh, how would you describe Wanderlust, John? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting question. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, it's. <laughs> I guess Wanderlust was definitely a, a leader in, in Australian music um, you know deriving a lot of the feels from from all over the world yeah and it was yeah it was kind of unique like that actually because it wasn't really happening yeah here in Australia you know um, so yeah Miroslav kind of changed the the landscape of of music in Australia really mm. with that group you know mm. and still does so. of, of, of jazz music yeah uh, well, or, or more than jazz uh well Miroslav borrows from all all walks of life and 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 all um different music cultures so it kind of it it ends up being a, a conglomeration of all the uh, 
the beautiful things that the whole music world offers, I guess. Mm. And well, then, yeah. I think it came together uh, quite organically because all of us played, you know, all, all, all my friends that are still in the band, we played with, you know, African bands and mm. Brazilian bands, Latin, uh, like Cuban bands, yeah. uh, funk bands, you know, mm. pop pop bands of all kinds. And I played, you know, when I first came to Australia, I played with Marsha Hines yeah. for seven years, I think mm. it was. Mm. And then uh, all these different pop bands, Australian Crawl, you know, Jimmy Barnes and yeah. Eurogliders and mm-hmm. Rene Geyer, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, you even um, recorded uh, the, um, an album of the musical here. How do you know about that? Uh, I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> you told me yourself. Mimos. Did I? You that, did. That was, that was my very, very first recording. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. With the very first band that I formed, actually, yeah. in, in Sydney. They were all guys from Czechoslovakia then. Yeah. None of us could speak English, but we... <laughs> <laughs> we got a gig playing at, at King's Cross. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the one of the clubs run by, you know, well-known Sydney uh, gangster personalities. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 was that recording in Czech as well? No, the recording yeah. it was actually there was a a guy who came to hear the band and he hired us to hired us. He was kind of an entrepreneur, really. Yeah. To, to record the music from her. Yeah, yeah. He bought the rights to it. Yeah. Well, um, and, and uh, one way I, I uh, got onto your uh, music playing was with the another very first recording that you did was the Pink Steamroller, uh, I believe. Oh, that's right, yeah. 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 Yes, I mean, there was, you know, the hair was kind of a... <laughs> it was a bit hairy. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, pardon the day well, joke. I mean, a very, very cheap production. Even though playing was pretty good, actually. Yeah. In fact... <laughs> In fact, uh, I got an email a couple of days ago from a son of the saxophone player who played on that, yeah, on that hair recording. Oh, really? Yeah, a guy called Ron Fonti, who is now seventy-nine, I think. Yeah, a bit of a dementia, but apparently, every time he plays his son, he plays every time he plays the record for his father. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, that yeah. is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, just like Wanderlust, uh, and just like the track uh, Pink Steamroller, and and like all those uh, elements that ca- come in it, uh, that's that's what attracted me to it as well. Particularly mm. the the funky upbeat uh, yeah, side. Yeah. So, um, I, I'd like to play a track of Wanderlust, um, uh, the full Bronte, which is very, um, yeah, it, it, it lots of lots of. Uh, peaks and valleys, and it's it's a wonderful uh, upbeat funky track. Is is this full Bronte you're playing or yes. Bronte Cafe? The full Bronte first. Full Bronte, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. We'll we'll get on to mm. Bronte Cafe okay. as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's let's have a listen to that before we have another chat.
Yes, that's the full Bronte by uh, Wanderlust. Uh, I love this track. It's so upbeat. It's swinging. Makes you want to dance, really. Uh, but it's it's got a lot of texture to it as well. Um, so it's one of my favorite tracks. Um, mm, thank yeah. you, Martin. Yeah. Um, now, both of you, uh, uh, John and Miros, both, uh, we were talking um, during the music as well. Uh, both of you teach at ANU. Uh, at the music school, is that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, John, you play saxophone. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, so I, I still teach at the at the school of music, and I think been there twenty two years yeah. this year. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, and how long have you been with Wanderlust? Um, I think it's like twelve years. Mm. It'd have to be about twelve years, yeah. maybe yeah. fourteen. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. yeah. So, um, and ten part, I think, about eight. Maybe eight. Eight yeah. or ten or something. Seven. So, yeah. yeah. Been lucky enough to play with Miroslav for a long time now, so yeah. it's wonderful for me. That's, that's yeah. great. And Miros, was that connection made through the ANU Music School as well? With John? Yeah, with John. Uh, no, I think we met a long time ago in Perth. Yeah. I think at the time... We with, were the um, with Monica. With Monica's yeah. band, that's right. Yeah. Monica Tripaga, yeah. <laughs> uh, because you're originally from Perth, I believe, John? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until I was 21 and then I went overseas. But heard Miroslav as a youngster and wanted to play in his groups. And so I'm lucky enough to do that now. So yeah. looking forward to next week. Yeah, wonderful. Book the tickets. That's my <laughs> <laughs> And it will mention that again. Book the tickets for the 30-year uh, anniversary of Wanderlust. Um, you can get the tickets at the Street uh, uh, Theatre website. Um, anywhere else that you, that you know of where you can get the tickets or just at the website? Oh, at the door, I suppose. At the yeah, at the, the box door. office. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, go, go to the website. It's, it's going to be uh, a really wonderful gig, yeah. Um, so, how many members does Wanderlust have? Seven now. Seven, yeah. 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 And are they still the original Start members that, that, that are playing on, uh, next Sunday? Or Sunday week? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's pretty much the original band. Yeah, uh, Fabian Javier on drums. Yeah. Uh, um, John, of course, and uh, James Greening on, on trombone is the own section. Yeah. And uh, uh, Brendan Clark, who also... also until recently was teaching bass here. Yeah. Uh, originally from Sydney. And uh, Jeremy Sorkins on guitar and Alistair Spence on p keyboards, piano keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, so how long will you be playing for? Uh, have, you, have you already made a playlist? Are you, and, and are you... No, I'm still thinking, thinking about it. I think most likely we'll play just one long set, yeah. about an hour and a half set, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and uh, and all of you are busy rehearsing at the moment. Uh, I imagine we are practicing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> since the the band band has wanderlust, so yeah. they're all over the place. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you mentioned that a, a, a member is now living in in New York. Uh, well, yeah, the original bass player lives in New York. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, quite busy at a mom's room. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Carl Orr, yeah. great guitar player who was originally English, he moved back to England right. to join Billy Cobham's band. Yeah. If, uh, if you know Billy Cobham. Yeah. Great American drummer. Mm. Um, anyway, so. Uh, so yeah, a bit wandering band as well. But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. many coming back to yes. Canberra. Next yes, Sunday. We still can yeah. be, keep in touch with the original members, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. Recently, we had a Zoom meeting with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, uh, does Wanderlust do a lot of gigs these days? No. No. No, partly because. Can we blame COVID? Yeah. Yeah. We can certainly blame COVID, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> most of the gigs we had planned uh, had to be postponed, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we can still still play on Sunday. <laughs> yes. Um, I I think we'll Desert be right teams. for that. Yeah. 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 Now um, uh, we mentioned John. Uh, you lived. You grew up and lived in in Western Australia in Perth. And um, uh, Miros, uh, you lived in Bronte, I believe, for quite some time. Yeah. Well, you know, I moved 
came to, came to Australia as a refugee, really, in 1968. Yeah. Uh, after the Russian invasion of Czechoslovakia. So, yeah, most of the time I lived at Bronte. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, uh, we can make that up uh, from the uh, the titles, of course. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah. the first track we played was The Full Bronte. Uh, next track we're going to play is Bronte Cafe. Bronte Cafe was, was the original inspiration of, uh, you know... Uh, uh, it's kind of a Brazilian feel, and the Bronte Cafe was actually run by Brazilians. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was like a midi uh, Brazilian cultural center there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and, and, and great that's, coffee, too. Yeah, and, and that's one of the tracks where you really can hear the, the world music uh, influence. Yes, uh, yeah. it's kind of a samba yeah, in, in yeah. three, four, really, yeah. or six. Six four. <laughs> well, uh, great. Let's let's have a listen, and uh, we'll have a chat about the track afterwards. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah, there was um, Bronte Cafe of Wanderlust. And uh, that sounded very Brazilian. Nice samba rhythm there. I was madly counting, trying to work out a three-fourth or <laughs> six-eighth or a seven-eighth or, you know, whatever the rhythm was, uh, trying to work it out. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it got such a, such a wonderful groove to it. Um, so, Miros, y- uh, you really like um, incorporating different influences in your yeah. music, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you like uh, world music influences, and I use the phrase world music to incorporate, you know, all the uh, more unusual styles of music, and not not pop music for that matter. Yeah, how yeah. can we how can we find those kind of influences in the music of Wanderlust? Well, uh, by listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, particularly, <laughs> particularly at, in a live setting uh, next week Sunday, That's I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just around about Just four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, li- I listened to the track uh, Cafe Bronte, and and I'm not, you know, uh, that knowledgeable about music, but I can work out that it's uh, that it's the Brazilian yeah. influences. Yeah. Well, influence was uh, Bronte Cafe actually. That's it's no longer there at Bronte Beach. Yeah. But it was uh, a great cafe run by Brazilians, so yep. you, you would go there and he- hear Brazilian music all the time. Yeah, you know, and in fact, it attra- attracted a lot of Brazilians that lived in around Bondi, places like that, used to come there quite a bit. You know, yeah. it was a little little kind of hub mm-hmm. of Brazilian culture, actually. Yeah, you know, so that's when I first kind of fell in love with mm. with that kind of music. Uh, and of course, we played with Brazilian musicians in in various bands at the time. Also, I think Perth has a good Brazilian scene. I remember going to Perth with with several bands. Yeah. Uh, and there was a there was a great record shop there in Perth, on that Main Street. Uh, Seventy eight records. Seventy eight records. That's right. They had a huge selection of Brazilian music there mm. as well. Yeah. Mm. That was an awesome so shop. Used to yeah. buy a lot of records yeah. from them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But you, you, yeah. Um, uh, you incorporate other influences as well, not yeah. just Brazilian yeah, yeah. influences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, what other kind of influences can well, we hear? African funk, of course, yeah. all kinds of jazz. You know. Yeah. Uh, being a European, so obviously uh, European influences. You know, yeah. in some, some, some of the tunes. Uh, so when maybe wh- harmony yeah. as well. When, you know? when you say all kinds of jazz, uh, I'm mindful that most listeners who liquid sunshine may not, you know, may know jazz but not mm-hmm. be familiar with all the subsets yeah. of it. So, okay. so, so what? Um, how would you, uh, in jazz terms, what's what kind of jazz does Wanderlust play, and what what are the influences, uh, other jazz influences from Wanderlust? Other jazz influences. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, an, you know, one of my idols will be Miles Davis. So yeah. There's yeah. some, you know, in fact, there's one tune on the first CD dedicated to Miles. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. MDD, Miles yeah. Dewey Davis. Yeah, and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but Miles would be one of your influences because, you know, you're the trumpet player, of, co- of yeah. course, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, why why is Miles an influence for you? Uh, I think when you are a jazz trumpet player, attempti- attempting to be a jazz trumpet player, you can't avoid. Yeah, yeah. The huge influence that he had on all of us, really. Uh, and 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 with with many different styles that he yeah, played, absolutely. of course, as I well. Mean, yet I mean, yet always he kept being changing Miles. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for you, John, what what kind of influences uh, did you have as a saxophone player? <laughs> I didn't really have a choice. It was, um, you know, Charlie Parker, Dexter Gordon, yep. Sonny Rollins, mm. Ben Webster, you know, all all the big, um, mainly tenor players, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love and, the stomping And John sound. Coltrane. Yeah. And a- actually, um, Johnny Griffin and Eddie Lockjaw Davis, those kind of guys. Yeah, And I got yeah. to play with Johnny Griffin in in Scotland. Oh, right, in, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was nice. a bit of a buzz. Yeah. And he came through Perth as well. So, the, yeah, I was just surrounded by the music all, all the time as a youngster. So when I actually got old enough to start playing gigs at 14, I already had a pretty good idea of what it was supposed to sound like. I just had to get the theory yeah. And behind, it, yeah. behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so what do you mean with the theory? You said that, um, uh, you know, what skills to use? What? what yeah, um, so, you know, what scales to use over what chords and yeah. and what what the chords are made up of and how they talk to one another and yeah, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff 
that's behind the scenes when you see someone play. It's kind of like, oh yeah, they're just making it up, but it's it's all the stuff that goes behind the on, there's behind often, the scenes often more that, to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It's yeah. Like an instant yeah. composition, really. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, as a youngster, um, I uh, used to play bass guitar, and I played in a death metal band. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Great. And, you know, particularly guitar solos in death metal bands is uh, like uh, what I'd like to joke is it's just moving your fingers about really fast. Um, <laughs> there's not much theory behind it. But yes, it's quite different, isn't it? Uh, just really relies on, uh, on theory uh, and and particularly uh, on, on uh, trying to find new ways of applying theory. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, I think John, John is doing his PhD on that very subject, so uh, oh. maybe you can talk, uh, talk about that. I, th- I think, I mean, Miroslav and I talk about this often. It, it's, you know, just with any sort of music, I guess that there's, you know, um, invisible theory that underpins it. Yeah. But you don't necessarily think about it, and definitely, I mean, I- in in the early days of jazz, I mean, uh, most of it. I mean, it's an oral music, really. Mm. Um, and, and there's this great interview, I, I need to find it again, but apparently um, a, a journalist interviewed Duke Ellington and said, look, how come your music sounds like this? You know, well, what do you do that's so different? And um, he goes, well, I, I just write what I hear and hmm. what appeals to me. Yeah. And, um, you also. Know, that, and, and, and yeah, and, and, and there's no, you know, there, there's no rule book for that. Mm. And then, well, and then he said, you know, things changed when jazz yeah. became institutionalized, and you know, so mm. so, so there's this mm. kind of crossover mm. um, with that. Well, it's actually, actually interesting because apparently he said that, but that we didn't know we didn't know any rules. But then I'm reading a very interesting book at the moment, uh, and it was it's called Dvořák to Ellington. Yeah. And Antoine Dvořák lived there in, in New York, teaching at one of the conservatories yeah. in the 1880s. And uh, they actually demanded that, that, that black musicians were allowed to come and study composition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, two of those guys that studied with Dvořák became Ellington's teachers. Mm. So, yeah, well. so he knew some theory. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying he yeah. didn't. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, uh, and that's that's the same with Miles Davis, who we we're talking about, of course. Mm. Uh, I mean, if if you go back to kind of blue, um, that was so revolutionary because you know the different approach mm. to uh, to scales and chords that he used. And I believe the first track, forget the name of of kind of blue, it's it's just uh, the one chord or the one scale um, for the whole track, um, mm. and uh, every every um, uh, solo over it, you know, explores different ways of of using that skill, which was revolutionary, and that's mm. uh, so that was released in 1959. So mm. they knew a little bit about theory, mm. yeah, yeah, even uh, a lot, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> it, it would be um, uh, diminishing the artists to say that they uh, were just playing music in that. Oh respect. no, no, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I guess what I was saying is yeah. that they. They actually knew a lot of theory, yeah, but they got to the point where they're not thinking about that anymore, yeah. and yeah. they're just yeah. playing what they're hearing and what they're mm. feeling, yeah. yeah. And and then it's it's sort of after the fact when people start transcribing, you know, writing down what they hear on the recording, yeah, and they start analyzing what they're doing. Mm. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of theory retrofitted, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's what I was trying to. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, to, yeah. To, yeah to, that to makes a lot of sense, yeah. and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few stories about that too. You know, when when somebody transcribed this Gillespie's solo, and then then he asked him to play it, he said, oh, "I couldn't possibly play that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Someone did that's that right. to John Coltrane's Blue Train. Yeah. Some guy transcribed his solo, and he said, "What's that?" He goes, "It's <laughs> your solo." And he said, oh, "I can't play that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which he would be able to. But that's yeah, right. Yeah. Way too many notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's play another uh, uh, Wanderlust track, uh, Fast Boat to China. Uh, I think that's, um, you know, if we're talking about influences, yeah. we've got another influence now. That's right. Yeah. That was actually written, inspired by a trip to China. Yeah, wonderful. Fast Boat being a plane, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> slow boat to China, you know the yeah, song? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's that's on the album, the Full Bronte, but, and, and that was the second album released by Wanderlust. No, Full Bronte was uh, the third one. The third one, yeah. Third one, yeah. Yeah. And the um, uh, no, fourth one, fourth one. Sorry. Yeah. So Wanderlust has released quite a few albums over the years. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. the fourth one. Fourth yeah, okay. One. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's listen to the track. Mm. Thank you. 
Yeah, a little bit of craziness there at the end of that track. Um, that was just, uh, that was going crazy, wasn't it? Uh, or was there actually some form to that end of the track? Yeah. No, it was a pure madness. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's when, uh, yeah, <laughs> you sort of uh, had the, uh, the drummer to go, <laughs> 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 at the end. That was, uh, that, that was, that was a great, uh, another great track. Um, and uh, we were talking yeah, about that. Yeah, Martin. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, thank you. Um, um, we were talking about the bass clarinet uh, really at the beginning yeah, of that yeah. track. Uh -huh. Incredible sound there. Yeah, beautiful player. Yeah. Paul Gatlin, one of our favorite. I mean, he actually plays with us in Ten Party Dimension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful musician. Yeah. Uh, uh, will he be playing at the concert uh, no, Sunday week? No. no. No, he won't. Uh, maybe because I didn't invite him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, w will there be another bass clarinet player? It's it's such an unusual uh, it sound. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to talk John into into playing a bass clarinet here and there. I be. I'm actually thinking about. He's thinking about. It. I'm thinking about getting one. Yeah, I love mm. I love the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's mm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, and Paul Cutland's one of the. I mean, he's kind of one of mm. the unsung heroes of Australian music and an incredible yeah. clarinet player. Full yeah. Stop. Yeah. Let alone saxophone yeah. and bass clarinet and you know flutes and piccolo. Yeah, he's a beautiful musician. So yeah. In fact, talk, talk, talking bass clarinet, uh, you didn't do that gig with Benny Maupin. Uh, a great uh, American saxophone player and best clarinet player. I mm. wanted to. Uh, <laughs> uh, came came to Australia. What, when was it? About two thousand and twelve. Twelve, the, the year for the jazz. Um, the year Capital in Holland. Jazz project. Yeah, and we, we, you know, Mars Davis's saxophone player. Right. Yeah. And Bob and later became Abby Hancock's. Yeah. Uh, saxophone player. So we had uh, the privilege of uh, playing, doing a concert with him. Wow, yeah, fantastic. He was fantastic. here as a, an artist in residence yeah. for a week, and then we did a concert. Mm, and I think John, incredible. John didn't do it for some reason. Why is that? Why uh, did you play with us? Benny didn't invite me, but, but we didn't hung out and, yeah, we, yeah. You're threatened, was he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, actually, yeah, Benny was one of the early exponents of playing outside of the key centre and doing all oh sorts yeah. of weird and what beautiful yeah. stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah, Wonderful player. Yeah. And well, a really wonderful man too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Gorgeous. Fabulous, yeah. Mm. Well, whilst, uh, whilst uh, uh, that track Fast Boat to China was playing, we were also talking about music theory and all the all the different sounds that, that, that go together. Um, and there were a, a lot of artists that came floating past. Uh, well, we're talking about Miles and John Coltrane, of course, but also lesser-known artists like Eddie Lockjaw Davis, um, uh, all, all influences for, for both mm. of you. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, Sonny Rollins. Uh, you know, I love Sonny. Yeah, I love Sonny. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, right? I'll, I'll tell you a story about it later. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still have a little bit of time, <laughs> but it's um, yeah. Uh, there, so jazz for for listeners to Liquid Sunshine who are not too familiar with jazz, uh, um, jazz is a wonderful world. And um, one of the things I say so for Liquid Sunshine, I play the best deep funk, rare groove, and disco and beats. All these influences. Um, so funk is sort of influenced by. Uh, a number of things, and one of those is jazz, of course, uh, apart from blues and gospel and soul. Um, but jazz, uh, everyone needs to explore it because it is wonderful. Um, and it has been going for such a long time, as I was saying earlier. Uh, Miles Avis Blue Notes, uh, um, uh, Kind of Blue, was re uh, released in 1959, which mm, is just right. incredible now. Yeah, and it still sounds fresh. And well, it's still the biggest selling record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jazz record, really. Yeah. Still. Yeah. 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 Averages about a quarter of a million sales per year. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Mm. Um, so um, we're almost at the end of the program. Um, we go, uh, we finish up with a track inspired by Miles Davis, uh, MDD. Um, and um, um, just before we finish up, of course, I believe there's a concert happening <laughs> Sunday week. Uh, yes. 30-year anniversary concert. Yes, yeah. indeed. 30-year <laughs> anniversary, anniversary concert of Wanderlust. Yeah. At the Street Theatre on Sunday 13th at 4 o'clock. 
Yeah. Please come. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I'll definitely be there. Uh, and so should everyone listening to the program. So, um, uh, Miros, uh, thank you for coming to the studio. Uh, John, thank you for coming to the studio. I have this yeah. wonderful chat. Yeah, good on you, man. Yeah. Thanks thank very you much. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. Thank you.